What's up, everybody? Stu Blackwell here bringing you another episode of the Warrior Legacy Podcast. Once again, thank you for your time and your willingness to listen to a different perspective. Life is a nonstop adventure, and I'm stoked that you decided to spend a few minutes here with me. So I've got a great episode for everyone today, and I know that you can take a lot of it and use it to enrich your life. Now, you may be wondering, this is a podcast, Stu. How's this going to help me in my day-to-day? And I'm glad that you asked, because today we're going to get into a few experiences that highlight a vital aspect of warrior culture, and that is the values that separate it from larger society. And I'm going to use two significant moments in my life, both temporary defeats, to help illustrate just two of those values. And if you choose to incorporate them into your life, it can be one of many steps that set you on a different path. Now, before we get into it, I want you to understand that this perspective is specific to my experience. And while that does translate to nearly every grunt that I know, it doesn't change the fact that experience and perception vary. Also, we do not hold a monopoly on these virtues. If you're thinking, well, Stu, then that doesn't really set you guys apart from anyone. I promise you that it does because while you can find examples elsewhere, I believe that there is nowhere you can go and no other group of people that exemplifies them all together as the Marine Infantry did during the global war on terror. Everything concerning this subject needs to be placed in the backdrop of that time, which for me was 2007 to 2016. And I can say with certainty that I can't say with certainty with that these values are still central to the Marine infantry. You know, things have changed and while we can sit around and debate to what degree they have, this is not a pound my chest back in my day type speech. No, no, no. This comes from a place of pride, not arrogance. It is an effort to help everyone who listens understand the culture that we built through training and fighting during America's longest war to date. And that should affect how we're remembered as a fighting generation. So final note, some of these values are going to sound really bad because they aren't acceptable in parts of civilized society. The ones that are sometimes take on a very different meaning for us. So if you're just joining us here, I highly recommend that you go back and listen to episode one because it sets the stage for what we're going to discuss today. In that episode, I cited the infantry's purpose is to locate, close with, and destroy, not to protect, or nation build, or spread democracy, or provide freedom to other countries, all of which are common misconceptions. Keep the purpose in mind as we move forward. Locate, close with, and destroy. So story time. In mid-October of 2007, I was attending School of Infantry East in North Carolina, um, abbreviated as SOI because, well, we have acronyms for everything. And this is where those of us that signed up to be grunts are separated from everyone else that we affectionately call pogues or persons other than grunts. So I was 19. Just graduated recruit training at Paris Island, and I felt like I was on top of the world. Five months ago, I was still in high school. My life had accelerated so much that I remember feeling like I had been shot out of a cannon. 
And that title of Marine was sacred to me. I had earned it. But just like most things in life, there's a time when that feeling tapers off. It is what it is. And I saw this when I got to SOI and some of my peers. There were a few of them that didn't hold the title in such high regard. It's, you know, it's like they did the thing. They went home and looked good in their uniform and enjoyed the admiration of their family and friends. And it kind of lost its luster to them. And this actually shocked me. It had never even crossed my mind that this could be possible. The, that motivation that had carried them through recruit training had just run out. And as we moved through the first field exercise in SOI, it was painfully clear that this was going to be a hell of a lot harder than recruit training. Another shock came when I failed the very first hike that we had. So, brief explanation for everyone. A hike, or a hump, is a term used to describe a conditioning practice, common to all infantrymen since the first war was fought, and it consists of movement by foot while carrying a standard rucksack, body armor, weapons, all your essential gear that you need to fight a war. So we're separated into two columns on either side of the road, and we're just walking with all of our gear about three and a half miles per hour. Not too fast. We're carrying about 65 pounds, so it's not a heavy load, but it's not a light one either, relatively speaking. And we started before the sun was up, and as we moved away from the base and all the buildings and into the surrounding woods, civilization just kind of faded away. It started to feel like I had cinder blocks strapped to my feet. I just couldn't move fast enough. My lungs were on fire. My back was tight. My legs burned. I kept my feet moving and I kept turning and I pushed myself even though I wanted to quit. But it just wasn't enough. As I fell behind the formation with about, yeah, I'd say about four or five other Marines, all I could focus on was this disappointing performance and what would happen if I couldn't close that distance and catch back up. So the hike ended and after we caught up to the rest of the class who were all setting up a machine gun shoot that we were about to do, the instructors gathered everyone around and told the whole roughly 100 man class, don't be like these guys. So falling out, quote unquote, as we call it, is like, it's like one step below a cardinal sin in the infantry. And they explain that there are no bonus points for trying hard or any consolation prizes. You win or you fail. Hiking sucks for everyone at first. And if you're the only one that can't dig down inside of yourself and find what you need to power through, then you're a liability. Now, it seems a little harsh, especially when compared to other professions, but think about it. If you're an accountant, right? And you fudge the numbers for your company in some way. It costs them a lot of money. Worst case scenario is you get fired, provided you didn't do anything illegal, of course. That sucks. But you can find another job and bounce back from it. For us, if you don't pull your weight, cover your sector of fire, hit your target, etc., then the wrong person gets killed. Everything that the infantry does is underscored by mortal consequence. So I was on shit list for a while. My weekend liberty was canceled and while all my buddies went out in town to chase girls and get drunk, I stood watch. 
in uniform at the open squad bays. And that's where we all stayed when we weren't out in the field. Um, and it dawned on me that it wasn't just those four or five Marines that had run out of motivation. It was all of us. And that's because motivation is a temporary emotional response that helps someone overcome a certain obstacle. Motivation has a light at the end of the tunnel, which is the end of whatever adversity is front and center in the moment. It's fleeting. Discipline, however, has no subconscious time limitation. No expiration date. It is consistent. And in order to move forward to become infantrymen, we would have to break through that ceiling and develop discipline. I was at the first pivotal moment in my career. With no parents or friends nearby, it was, it was just me. And I had to make a conscious decision to improve or fold. Now, I could stand there and feel sorry for myself or get angry at being called out by the instructors or, you, you know, my peers for enjoying the weekend that they had earned. Or, or I could accept this as a temporary defeat and look inside to find another part of me that I didn't know existed and transform into something harder. I could turn a temporary defeat into a life-altering victory. And that's what I did. I didn't ever want to feel this way again. I was so disappointed in myself that I couldn't sleep. And the fact was, that I was going to have to be damn near flawless if I wanted to earn the confidence and respect of my peers and my instructors. And that mattered to me. I wanted their confidence and their respect. And so I resolved to earn it, knowing that I had made it twice as hard on myself. Now, discipline goes hand in hand with toughness. And these two values form the foundation for all the others in the infantry. Think of it like building a house. Discipline and toughness are the slab that provide the stability for the walls and the roof. The line of thought here is if you find yourself in a nasty fight and your heart is nails and you're disciplined in action, then you can fight your way out. You don't have to look pretty doing it. You just have to win. So over the next two months, I passed every evaluation that we had. We did four major hikes of 5, 10, 15, and 20 kilometers respectively, one about every two weeks or so. And the morning workouts in between were far more difficult than anything we had done in recruit training. The only time we wore like green shirts and shorts and tennis shoes was for the standard physical fitness test that's required by big Marine Corps. And you don't do those until the very end of the course, just so they can kind of gauge whether or not you improved from your last score. But every morning we moved with weight, you know, from rucks and body armor to semi-truck tires, telephone poles. Uh, other Marines acting as casualties, ammo cans filled with concrete, literally anything that was heavy and awkward to carry. And we wore boots with combat utilities, which makes a difference. Uh, it's kind of like running with ankle weights. But overall, the emphasis had moved away from 
marching and like ceremonial rifle movements that we learned at Paris Island and towards shooting, tactical movement, and communication. And after I graduated and, and moved on to 2nd Battalion, 6th Marine Regiment, which was my first unit, the same mentality was there. You know, more than anything, SOI shifted our focus from appearance and ceremony to war fighting. And I imagine the process is, is slightly similar to going to college. You, know, you, you go to school and you get that degree. Then you, you get a job and that company has you perform a certain task. So you go from learning general knowledge to performing a specific function. The difference is, of course, the level of difficulty, the culture, and the severity of consequences. Now, the process from Paris Island through SOI and to that first unit uh, was a was like a gradual staircase, and each level was more challenging than the last. The instructors were very different. Marine drill instructors at the recruit depots like Paris Island and San Diego, they're renowned for their intense demeanor, you know, their bearing. Uh, but combat instructors are on a whole different level. Now, the former drill instructors, uh, they correct all recruits for infractions of general military order to transform them into Marines, regardless of what specialty they signed up for. The latter combat instructors take that product and sculpt it into something that can be further honed into a lethal human being by the unit they go to after. Every mistake corrected comes with a lesson learned from their combat experience. For example, uh, when you're out in the field training and everyone beds down for a few quick hours of sleep and you're on fire watch and you doze off. Your combat instructor may toss a small boulder in the middle of your buddies and scream like a banshee to wake everybody up. And naturally, everybody's going to look around and figure out what's going on. And then, in language that would make a sailor blush, the combat instructor explains that the rock represents a grenade that just killed five of your homies because you weren't disciplined enough to stay awake. The next day, he may have you write five death letters to imaginary family members explaining why their loved one is now dead. This is the environment that we started to form discipline in, which, remember, very different than motivation. Since it has no built-in expiration and the nature of infantry lifestyle is unlike anything else, discipline manifests itself differently. You know, we mentioned uniformity in the last episode and how that's commonly mistaken for military discipline. As the training progressed and... And, and as the mindset shifted, so did the meaning of this critical value. It was more than just having your uniform perfectly prepared and worn or, you know, twirling a rifle on a beach like you see in a recruiting commercial. It became carrying your weapon so that you are safe but also ready to engage. Packing and wearing your gear properly. Paying attention to your environment on patrols and not daydreaming. Not sleeping when you're on watch and sacrificing comfort to ensure that you can perform. Now, it seems simple enough, but imagine being that 18 or 19-year-old. You're surrounded by trees in the middle of nowhere. It's raining. 30 degrees out. You're going on three hours of sleep. It's 
standing in a five foot deep fighting hole that you dug with a shovel, which is slowly and painfully filling with water, all after a 10 kilometer hike with 70 pounds on your back. It's very easy to just say, fuck it. Let your mind wander to the high school friends you used to have and the, the college parties they're attending or to go to sleep or eat instead of watch your sector and wait for an attack from an imaginary enemy. But the environment, harsh though it may be, constructed by these instructors, puts that little voice in the back of your brain that says, someday this will be for real. And if you can't do what's right now, you won't do it then. Nobody that's born in America and has a great childhood, like I did, enjoys doing these things. But we did them because we knew the alternative could cost someone their life one day. And over time, the discomfort became more manageable because we cherished the pride and accomplishment that came from doing hard things. And from earning the respect of other men who share in those hardships. The point of it all is to have a young man emerge from those trials and know with complete confidence that he can achieve anything if he does not quit. And that temporary defeat is a constant. It teaches us how to accept this, how to learn from our mistakes, and turn them into small victories when it counts. Every field operation, every hike, every, every morning workout, I had to win that mental war. And at the time, it felt like I was just surviving. But as I look back on it later, I realized that subconsciously it was more about proving to myself over and over again that I could break any limitation that I had put on myself. And the combat instructors were hard on us. They called us out publicly. But it wasn't out of anger or, or condescension. It was because they valued our lives and wanted us to have the opportunity to experience the confidence that can only come through thriving in adversity. That is how the Marine infantryman is shaped and molded by pain, misery, and suffering into a piece of iron. That initiation period in SOI shaped me into a better man. Now, about a year ago, I was miserable. So flash forward, and this is, oh, let's see, this is 2022, okay? Miserable. Working over 65 hours a week, not spending enough time with my family. I'm gaining weight, just generally pissed off and depressed with how my life was going. Mind you, I got out of the Marine Corps in 2016. And I let this, this period of misery drag on for like six months. Six months of just disappointment and misery and depression. Now, the Marine Corps or the war in Afghanistan or the victimhood society, none of that did any, any of this to me. Okay, I did these things all on my own. And eventually... I got so low, so miserable, and I felt so frustratingly trapped in a life that, that I hated. 
all of my own creation, that I refused to waste one more second living like that. I sat in my home one night, dirty, tired from a hard day's work, looked back on my life and I wondered, where had I gone wrong? You know, what was so different before? And then I looked at where I was again to, to find what was missing, and, and there it was, staring me right in the face. I hadn't worked out once in all those miserable months. I gained about 20 pounds. I ate whatever I wanted. I slept like four hours a night and worked for 12 hours a day and in a kitchen making burgers and in a job that I hated. I stared at my phone instead of reading and pursuing knowledge or pursuing my wife, more importantly. I thought back to my journey as a grunt and how it all started back in SOI with that initial failure. And I remembered what it felt like to claw my way out of that mental and emotional pit, inch by painful fucking inch, and turn myself into something that I could be proud of. And then it hit me like a kick in the nuts. How can my wife and kids ever be proud of me and respect me if I didn't? That was uncomfortable. I was fortunate enough at the time to have a few good, solid, badass men tell me that it was time to start living for purpose over pleasure. And I knew what I had to do. So again... Just like back in SOI, I made the changes. Starting with getting back in shape. It took a few months before I saw any progress on the outside, but what started happening on the inside was a return to purposeful living. Diet, routine, goal establishment, professional progress, improvement with my relationships, you know, with my wife, my sons, it all followed. And I know that that needle will keep moving forward as far as I consistently push it. It sucks. It's hard. It's humbling. It's painful. But the progress is there ever so subtly. I'll leave you to chew on this for the next few days. Physical challenge is the gateway to success. And I learned that in the infantry, in the preparation for war. Toughness and discipline, the infantry's foundational values, is what I applied to get my life back on track almost 15 years ago. I don't know where it's going to end. I have the same questions as everyone else about the future. I don't have it figured out at all. But I know definitively that discipline and toughness are the keys to unlocking my full potential. And they can do the same thing for you. It's not eating whatever looks good and, and ignoring my kids to stare at my phone or, or, or listening to whatever the outside world wants me to be. It's continuing to apply the critical lessons that I learned all those years ago to shatter barriers and develop further.
I'm 35 years old. And I will never be normal again. And I am perfectly fine with that. Thanks for listening today. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and that it helps you get to where you want to be. Please take a quick second to uh, follow the show. Leave a review, uh, whether it's one star or five star, whether you hate the show or love it. Just give me some feedback, all right? I value your honesty and uh, thank you again for spending your time here, everybody. Uh, Stay savage. Get out there. Kill it.